joinit.online. Stop, stop, stop swearing on him. He's, he's already <laughs> recording, right? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry guys for being uh, very, very late, but... Uh, like yeah, always. Fuck this shit, right? Yeah. Work never sleeps. Anymore. Yeah, work never sleeps. Depends. Sometimes. When you turn off, when you yes. turn off your phone and close your laptop, I mean, the works yes. sleep well. No, 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 no. Uh, everything catches up once you wake up and yeah, no, inevitably go back to work. Yeah, everything catches up. Yes, yes, yes. So it's nice to see you guys again. I haven't seen you in I don't know one week or so. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, I, what I don't invite? Know you... We just wanted to record, and you were suddenly here, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you got here. I didn't send Some you a link. <laughs> it's so annoying. You're always trying to get in and you, you just into the made podcast, it today. Yeah. <laughs> the, the problem is that you you have to change now the link because I have it. So I can join each time and then like, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. We changed it twice already and you are oh, still here, right? Still yeah, here. I mean, you know, this is the power. This is this is the power of a dark, uh, dark net or dark web, you know, where you can find these links. <laughs> yes. yes, 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 yes. Okay, speaking about the dark web, uh, I mean, I got a question for you guys. I mean, you're working for the huge companies. <laughs> Sorry, Joiner. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, still, still, there is your IT, and there's uh, a lot of packets going through the networks, and a lot of customers being served by the infrastructure you got. Uh, what are you doing against the ransomware? Because I thought that the ransomware is gone. I mean, it was the way four or five years ago. Like everyone, and every everybody was like somehow hit by that, and I thought, yeah, it's gone. It's it's IT companies got solution for it. There's the decryptors and you have the snapshots and blah blah blah. You have plenty. No, it's not. I mean, it's 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 just you know it's so going on. I mean, I just heard uh, last week about two major companies. One of it, mm, military, which is very sensitive, of course, were hacked and they're they're trying to be uh, uh, blackmailed and blah 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 because of the ransomware. And I was like, yeah, I mean, not it's not gone. It's probably just uh, probably better and more more high use or whatever. Nobody is again. Uh, nobody is uh, like uh, spreading this information. Yeah, we've been hacked, but it's still there. Have you been, have you heard about anything like that in last weeks or months or whatever? Yeah. Um, when yeah, when you check Bleeping Computer, for example, which yeah. is a pretty good website. That yeah. there is a lot of ransomware still ongoing. It's just not getting uh, the, the traction, right? Because it's uh, yeah. it's old news, right? Everyone, all there is always someone, some big company, someone that that uh, that gets it. And of course, I can say that we are completely protected against ransomware, and uh, we are not afraid uh, uh, about anything. Yeah, that's, that's the PR answer, right? <laughs> yes, the, the the official answer. Yeah. Uh, so okay, uh, I always hear constantly about it because I I listen to some podcasts and yeah, they give like the let's say 
always the updates like regarding some some of these attacks or data leaks or hacks or whatever yeah. and yeah i hear it constantly yeah? uh, i think it never goes away maybe let's say it's not such a high number anymore but it still happens and most of the companies hid it so try to hide it at least and then if someone some uh, regulation body catches up with them then of course they have to disclose it and pay some fine and la 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 but most yeah, of the time they try yeah. to hide it because it's actually cheaper to hide it on the let's say uh, image uh, side and also on the security yeah, side is, yeah yeah, yeah so, there is a reputation rep, yes. um, reputation Branding issue of and course everything yeah but i think i think the company pays maybe you know the five four for whatever years ago there was like no we are not dealing with terrorists whatever hackers we are not paying you yeah. whatever we will rather we will rather uh burn this company but we are not spending a, a penny yeah i you also believe the problem a, is with a it? lot of them pay yeah sorry uh once you pay, right? They they send you a tool which will decrypt the the stuff that you have encrypted, right? Do yeah. you really trust them to to run uh, <laughs> to, to run uh, their tool, right? That, that's the first part. But there is also there are also I think one major uh, antivirus company was creating a tool which could de decrypt. That that means that uh, the, the the hackers, the, the ransomware criminals, could send you just the key. You would essentially have a good tool that could decrypt the data from that antivirus company, and you would just insert the key, and it would go over and be decrypted. Yeah. Yeah. The the problem with with that is like like you said, do you trust them to really not give you with that tool any some like any other kind of let's say Trojan or virus or whatever? And then the second option is once you got hacked there is a huge uh, chance or high chance to get hacked again yeah yeah. Usually, yeah yeah the paying the paying of the ransom is of course just a fast and easy way to get your data back but that's not yeah. going to solve your issue right so this is one of the big problems right so we also have so in my case right for the place i work uh, we have dedicated security uh, teams and everything and uh, yeah, they try to enforce uh, yeah uh, requirements and regulations, and each uh, let's say project needs to be approved and has to be uh, has to meet some sort of uh, requirements in order to sure. go in production and <clears throat> the whole shebang, right? But of course, uh, it's not always so easy, and because you have such a huge infrastructure and with so many components. Uh, sometimes, of course, you're going to get affected. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, this this uh, this uh, attack vector is actually probably the most uh, burning place or most uh, concern, yeah. biggest concern, right? What's the source? That, that there is money behind behind it, right? Because those criminals can get the money, and money is a powerful motivator, and. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, but but I want, wanted to say I worked in one of uh, one company that uh, got ransomware, and uh, they they didn't pay right because the the data that was uh, that was encrypted uh, was not uh, yeah it what it wasn't uh, important or anything. Uh, the backups didn't go f f far enough that uh, they could restore the data. 
but it was not important. But the major problem was right because I was then asked, okay, is there some? Uh, how do we how do we prevent? How do we figure out if there is some uh, ATP the the advanced? Uh, how is it called? Thread. If if uh, if, if, if there is some some resident issue there, right? That they put some something inside the network that you don't know about, right? That some they have still somehow. control over, yeah. And, yep. and and how do you figure that out, right? And and I was like, yeah. At, at that point, it's it's easier than easier than going through all the servers, right, on that network and looking for it, right, and and never be actually one hundred percent sure that that you got everything, right. Just reinstall it, right? Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. just start yeah. from scratch, scratch, right? And and that's that's also where, because the that the task itself of reinstalling that that, that part of the environment, right? It was it was it was kind of uh, isolated, so so it was pretty fine, but the the task of uh, reinstalling it that that actually cost more than than if you would actually pay pay right the the, the, the ransomware. Because the ransomware was, I don't know how much money. I, I I don't know exactly, right? And but but I know how much money it cost to reinstall those servers, right? Mm-hmm. How much yeah. manpower was was spent and stuff like that. I, I've I've seen the seen the numbers, right? And and it's a huge number, right? Yeah, yeah. That's but for it's, me, man. It's difficult. I, my ransom was uh, one bitcoin, <laughs> and it was uh, when the bitcoin was three thousand euros or so. Super okay. cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got away cheap, right? Yeah. But but you didn't pay. Didn't. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so it was too I, much. <laughs> so I didn't have this this issue. But yeah, I also heard it from other places, from other guys saying like, yeah, the only way to be sure that it's clean, you have to reinstall from scratch and that's it. So and this hurts so bad, right? When you have some sort of environment which is Build configured. You don't have any automation in place, right? You did it by by hand or whatever, and then you configured all these tools and and software and shit. And at the end of the day, like after you have it in place and running everything, you have some guy telling you you, you have to reinstall everything from scratch. I'm no, sure. Some, I'm, sure I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of guys wept. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Yeah, please go. Yeah, I mean, it will just stay encrypted, or you have to reinstall it. So pretty much, <laughs> yeah, it happens. Yeah, I would, uh, I would re- reinstall it for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But I'm sure it would be a pain, a pain experience, right? Even if you have automation in place after changes and everything, nobody. So it's not going to work for sure. It's not going to work anymore. You have to then update your automation in order to make it work. You invest much more time than just installing, right? So, and then you're going to find uh, like another items of technical depth, uh, which are going to force you to fix some of them, and then you're going to spend forever uh, until you end up into the nice place again. And yeah, that that there was actually a genius idea that uh, some of the I, I think like. 10 servers maybe were running some old Red Hat, right? Or something like that. And they were like, okay, if we are doing it right now, let's upgrade it, right? <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> that, was, that was such a mistake, right? And I, and I didn't know about it, anything, right? And, and I'm just well, like, uh, I, I see the, the Jira tickets going, right? And, and a few of them are still there, right? And I'm asking like, 
what's wrong with those servers, right? It shouldn't be that hard. Yeah, we wanted to upgrade it, but now we figured out that the database doesn't run on that up, those servers. And yeah, yeah, it's 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 difficult because you can't even um, at, at least there we we couldn't even um, use it right to get the environment to a better level, right? Because you want to bring it up as soon as yeah. possible. So you are copying all the configuration files, yes. everything wrong, right? After years or years of uh, yeah. those systems running, yeah. This is exactly this is exactly the problem, right? Like I have seen it time and time, and like like again and again, people have the impression that once once you do some automation with Ansible or whatever, it's like ah, it's one time job, it's going to work forever. Uh, okay, I don't have to care about it anymore. No. No, you fix you do it now, it will work for I don't know four months or until the next release, maybe or or till the next package comes, and then you have to make sure that you always run it and test it in order to make sure that it's still running, right? Because, yeah, like this case, you're going to be dead, dead in the water, yeah, so yeah. Yeah, right now what we are doing, for example, is we are running the Ansible uh, automation on all the servers every night, right? And that essentially, but but there is still, until people can connect to the server, right? And do some hand configuration and fix something that's not uh, inside Git, inside the, the, the Ansible repo, right? You're going to have issues, right? You're going to yeah. have issues not anyway, right? But... Um, I think they, it it will be less issues, but yeah. I, I yeah go please yeah uh, I mean I I saw it so many times actually that it's so cool running the automation whole, whole pipeline from from testing to delivering to deployment whatever, but the problem with it is that a small glitch right small uh, uh, like not following the procedure completely right doing the small manual change there and there like. Can break you whole automation whole pipeline is like not usable anymore at all right you really have to uh commit any change any small change any dot have to be committed in a in a, in a code or whatever that the pipeline can run it i, I can see it actually myself it took me quite a well uh, quite a lot of time I was building the templates through the packer, through the uh, Bitbucket CI to the Bamboo, blah, 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 right? I deploying them to vSphere. But I was testing them without all these pipelines, right? I, I did it like it over the packer and stuff, like. Right? And sometimes I was, I was like lost. What's the uh, automation pipeline code? And what's my code, right? <laughs> Man, it took me quite a, quite a long time to distinguish this really correctly. Uh yeah, well lessons learned actually right. <laughs> once you get a once you get once you got a pipeline, use it <laughs> anytime. I also so learned many lessons learned through the years, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I learned something last like last year or last two years actually after starting to do Kubernetes and having the DevOps role. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the word automation is used kind of incorrectly. Yeah. Why, why am I saying this? What you do what you do with, let's say, scripts or with Ansible on a server level, right? That's not really automation in my mind, right? Because that's somehow like uh, infrastructure as code, let's say, it, okay? Because 
automation like we imagine it like really like uh, deploying a server configure it uh, from scratch with all the tools and and all the software and do it, it and do it forever and ever until the end of time that's something which you can really do to the real extent in something like kubernetes with manifest files with helms with everything that will really build from the image level that will deploy the pods as you want them that it will configure the network the, like you can run it 1000 times and it will be okay if your cluster is okay but <laughs> what you do with ansible it's a bit different okay it's not automation to the like true extent of the of the mean right in so in my opinion right of course you install packages and you configure stuff and everything but you're always like at the mercy of either the distribution which you have, which you use, like, uh, I don't know, Red Hat, Debian, whatever, right? And second, at the mercy of the server, if someone somehow did something manually and you don't know it, and then yeah, yeah. maybe that's you could... Good, that's, that, yeah. that's a very good point, actually. I heard about some companies that, that, uh, that they were considering the... I mean, they were monitoring the logins through, I mean, interactive logins through SSH or whatever demon they're running, and they're considering them as a dirty uh, since someone logged in. Yes. And they were marked as to be rebuilt, right? I mean, once you can fix them, I mean, okay, there is an emergency problem. I'm going to fix this, right, manually. So making uh, going to the servers interactively and doing some change, okay, it's fixed for now, but the system is marked to be rebuilt. And that's so cool, right? Because any part of the system which is running and delivering some service uh, was uh, was kept by by automation any anything right and that was so cool i mean this approach was very it's hard i i think that especially developing and testing it's very hard but man this is this is a relief that's so cool right yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think the major cloud providers have it like that. Uh, their infrastructure. Yeah. I think uh, AWS, uh, at least part of it, is is handled like that. Yeah, yeah, it was something. Yeah, uh, you still you still have those externalities, uh, right? Which you don't if you use Kubernetes. You still de depend on the on the packages from uh, from vendors from yeah. from the vendor, right? You yeah. still. To, to to some extent that depend on the I, I I don't know for example you upgrade the, the server right and might be that something changed right something uh, unexpected yeah, some mean, package got yeah this is just a matter of testing right that's why you have the cloud images right yeah I mean they are and I think this is the point where I read about the nice topic about I mean the slowly operating systems and Linux especially but I mean it's Windows are are shifting towards this uh this uh state we don't like to, they don't like to offer like rpms and the the, the, um, uh, the repositories you can fetch any software and configure as you want because mm -hmm. it's just it's just raising the complexity of the problems you have to solve of course there is a multi um, zillions it's, it's geometrically growing the op the, the 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 combinations of the problems you can face. Right. So they're going to RPM OS trees, they're going to the pods, they're going to the cloud images when they're like pretty much static. Yeah. And this is even, I mean, I, I like this approach. So 
go with the development, go with a system you can like modify on your own as you want. But if you want to go with production, here is a well-defined, well-tested, well-quality uh, assurance yeah. <laughs> system. <laughs> so, and yeah, use it. This is tested. I mean, this is this is uh, the, the way the, the vendors are going, in my opinion. So, because I see the same, if you have a multiple versions and you want, like like Wally said, you have an Ansible playbook, you have two options. If you, either it will be simple, but you have to do it specifically for your uh, statical deployment, or it will be super complex because you have to check everything in an Ansible code. Well, test everything. Do I, is this condition as I wanted? Is this this condition as I wanted? And I think it's just way better to have a well-defined deployment environment and use the simple, simple Ansible, for example. Yeah, definitely right. But uh, what yeah. what Valentin was saying that in Kubernetes, right? You you pretty much have the environment defined in those uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in those YAML yeah. files, right? So, but 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 still, right? If uh, I know, for example, uh, I'm not exactly sure, but I think uh, one I've heard that one company wanted to move from AWS uh, to Google Cloud, and and I think they were running everything on Kubernetes and and stuff like that, and I think it was a it, it was a fairly um, a painful task. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it 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 was pretty painful. So even if you apparently right, even if you have those YAML files and automation on on one environment, it's not like yeah, we can now go to Google Cloud because it's uh, it's a little bit cheaper. Ah, it's uh, it's, it's still yeah. sticky. Yeah, it's still sticky. And yeah, if you want to migrate, let's say from EKS, uh, so AKS to uh, Azure KS, right, to Azure Kubernetes or to Google Cloud, right? So Google Cloud is the shittiest of the clouds, let's say, for now. Uh, so this is the... the, the hey, reality. finally, we've got some spies here. Let's... It, it really is, uh, <laughs> like, on terms of, of the, let's say, uh, options which we, you, you can have on terms of the features, in, even in terms of pricing. Uh, so it's really, the let's say, pricing, the last... Pricing, really? Yeah, yeah. Microsoft, for example, discounts heavily if you have some some enterprise agreements with them, and oh, and, and Amazon does it the same. Yeah. So uh, Google is the last one, let's say, on the block, and yeah, they're not really competitive. They really stay behind. Yeah, but okay, yeah, but I think I think the yeah. the market share market shares confirms this, right? I mean, they have the lowest share for sure. Could be, yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I, I haven't checked it on the, from the market share point of view. I checked it from the, let's say, from the <clears throat> technical point of view, and yeah, it's not competitive as, as the others. But yeah, Kubernetes is really amazing from the point of view of doing automation, like I said, from scratch, real, real automation. But of course, it's a pain in the ass if you need it for small projects. If you have like one website and or one small that app makes sense. And, yeah. and you want to use a, a Kubernetes cluster just to maintain it and make sure that everything works, you're going to be dead, right? Like it's not for everyone, but at the same time, 
yeah, uh, not all clusters are the same, are equal, yeah, because, yeah, let's say you have something running on VMware, you, you have this Tanzu stuff, you have running on Amazon, yeah, you can't just, you can't just go, oh, yes, let's take my files from here and make it work on, on Amazon, no, <laughs> that, that, that will not work, okay, because you have versions, you have versions are really everything in Kubernetes, so if you use some specific version for some service or for some gateway or api or whatever uh, depending on the versions you're going to have features working or not so yeah you always have to version match or to see if you can go to the next version if some stuff is deprecated or not because there are so many changes in kubernetes that like it's constantly changing like and you have a lot of plugins which you can use so it's crazy okay so you have a huge selection of services which you can deploy but yeah you need to spend all your time into a code editor and look at the YAML files and really try to understand. And sometimes the errors which you get, which you get back, they're like crazy. You you really can't understand them if you really haven't spent a lot of time. It's crazy hard there, but still, it's still amazing for automation in the real sense of automation, and not just uh, okay, let's configure a service and that's it. Okay. But this changed, yeah, this changed for me because I was considering, let's say, Ansible uh, and some other, let's say, services like uh, SoulStack and everything, like real automation. Yeah? But in the end, they're really not, yeah, they're like just part-time automation. Yeah? I, I, I'm not sure whether whether I agree or not. I mean, I definitely don't agree, but I, I'm just thinking into which extent because... Uh, it's just the way what do you automate right i mean it's so yeah. cool because i mean i mean uh, what what i do i'm fully automating part of uh, not part but i'm fully automating the deployment of virtual machines and the services on them uh and i do it really like it should be completely unattended like you just click the button and just wait and uh it's the it's the it's it's completely automated to the extent because it's well tested, right? Mm -hmm. So and we actually can do redeploy the actual state as well. Yes. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean the Kubernetes got its own because it's sort of the abstraction layer. You don't yeah, care sure. about that much about uh, infrastructure behind. Of course, you just mentioned it. Yeah, you have to. If you will like fulfill some requirements, I, I I would bet that it will work anywhere anywhere should right. Depends on the complexity of the cluster, right, and what kind of services you you have. And yes, of what, course, but I mean this yeah. is this is the specification issue, right? If you will fulfill the specification, it should yeah, run. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it doesn't yes. matter where. Yes. Uh, so yeah. If if the specifications are in place, uh, the features are there, uh, like everything should be okay. Yeah. Mm. And if the hardware matches, then yeah. So matches from the point of view of the resources, yeah. Yeah, That's actually yeah. quite interesting issue, right? I mean, uh, because it's hard to measure what resources do. Because now in these days, like everything is oversubscribed and uh, yes. everything is uh, abstracted somehow, yes. and it's it's you it's it might be very complex and complicated to get a, a good overview about resources you really need 
not just space, not just space, but also the 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 speed you require from the, for example, storage backends, the specifically the IOs, uh, the API API uh, throughputs and stuff like yes. that. Right? It's really hard to get a good estimation. We we did this. We had a large number of dashboards in Grafana for this. Mm -hmm. And we were doing this this kind of calculations to see how much we can oversubscribe and uh, yeah, how much are the clients actually using and allowing mm -hmm. them. Uh, so they were requesting the resources, they were committing, and after a commit, it was approved or not. And mm -hmm. yeah, the build process took it from there and allowed them, of course, the new quota yeah, for CPUs, memory, or whatever, right? But yeah. This process of monitoring all the time uh, how much resources are actually in use per work node, per uh, let's say per client, per application, right? It was mm -hmm. different because you have names, so you have this namespace, right? You, you have a namespace for each client, uh, which is yeah can be per project, let's say, or you can have even multiple projects in there, right? But the, the idea is that yeah, it was hard to keep a track, uh, like a meaningful track of the resources and not get lost into it. Because mm -hmm. you because you, you have so many so many worker nodes, you have so much memory, you, you, you have so much oversubscripting. And yeah, sometimes you can't understand the numbers even if they're in front of you because you don't know how much you you oversubscribed or not like it's a it's a bit not making sense after some point after you 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 have like 20 clients or 30 clients in in there and they are always having some sort of project in there the numbers are so so big and so like confusing yeah, that that sometimes it's not making sense yeah, and I we ended agree. up always changing the dashboards because oh wait now it's not making sense because we overcommitted with uh, four cores uh, and then we really we really give them two but they see four and yeah uh, so this kind of stuff always happened yeah so we spent a lot of time in in grafana to come up with these huge dashboards to get the real like a real uh, state of the cluster yeah because mm -hmm. if if you overcommit it too much, then some client will die. Yeah? Some some application will be unable to start. Some pods are just not starting, and then you you have the customers just asking, "Why is not starting? I'm doing everything right. I have it like in place, but it's not running." Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's it's for sure not not black or white, right? This is totally true. Like, but. Yeah, I believe the word automation is a bit too uh, too too um, easy, too easily used by people like when they, ah, so I just have a script and this is automation, okay? Or I just have an Ansible playbook to install a package and this is automation. I don't believe it's really uh, really automation, right? It's maybe some part it's automated or a small part, but you still have a long way to go until you can really say it's automated. Yeah. Yeah. Using Red Hat at company? Uh, no, so I'm sure it's used. It's used, but in my case, no. Um, I don't even have that much touch with the with the VMs. Depends, yeah. Uh, depends on the use case. Okay, so we we can use something from Ubuntu, uh, Microsoft. It yeah, depends on the 
on what kind of services you have, right? I mean, I was I was just asking because uh, if you if you are following this open source, Reddit yeah, I know drama, the scandal. Yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. I and heard it yesterday. Yeah, so I heard it. So to be honest, okay, just to take it like like, like this, I heard so much. So over the years, I have been watching the let's say the Linux news for ever, right? So yeah. since I can remember. To be honest, at the end of the day, Reddit is a commercial company which is making money, which needs to make money. And from all the experiences which I have seen in the past, open source and uh, free software, which is also open source most of the cases, let's say, it's not making money. Okay, And people have the tendency nevertheless to bitch about it and say that ah this is not working this is shit this is whatever but they still are not willing to pay anything for it at the end of the day or mostly or most of them not paying anything but still they have a, like always demands and they have a, a, like high expectations from it and at the end of the day i think reddit realized that they can't just give the stuff which they give commercially free they just remove all the branding and then some Joe guy comes and offers com uh, like commercial support to the company which installs okay, okay, you can you can easily say Oracle. It, yeah, you, you don't mean, have to yeah. to mention Joe, right? <laughs> so yeah, so it's Oracle, it's Joe, it's uh, whoever company, right? So so I think to be honest, I think it's making sense. People don't like it, this is for sure the case, but 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 Reddit is a huge open source contributor. I think it has the largest numbers of projects which are which they are participating in. And I think you have to realize that the, at the end of the day, people need to make money, especially companies. Yeah. So this is just my opinion. Yeah? I mean, you know what I what I was uh, that reminds me something when I was uh, years ago there was a guy. And we were thinking about, yeah, exactly going with some kind of, it was the puppet. Everybody knows puppet, right? And it was like, the, the, he was sort of a puppet user, but also partial, partially developer. And we were discussing this, yeah, man, uh, what, 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 what will be the next steps? Are we going to use puppet for sure or not? And we said, like company decided, no, we want like something, we, we, you can sign the SLA for it. We do, you know, so it was a pretty much closed uh, product. Which do the same dashboards, automation, orchestration, blah blah blah, right? And we we're like, man, that's that's bad, right? I mean, for this such amount of money, we could like, like really like hire some developers, which would develop it and then send it to the upstream, and we would be using the project, which will be just best. Uh, sorry, not best, but the better, right? Because we would like pay the developers. We don't care that it's not gonna be just for us. It's gonna be upstream. But I mean, this was this community approach, right? And I was thinking, you know, what about what the Apache? Apache is uh, the foundation, I think. And if the Reddit is big, I think the Apache is also big. They have quite a lot of softwares, open source softwares. But this is just the foundation. And I think they. They have this uh, 
customers, but they're not customers. They're like really voluntarily paying to the to the to their foundation because they understand that by making donations, they're making the software better, and it's then better for them as well. So, yeah, that's a different different example of how the open source could work. I mean, the Mozilla is driven by, as well, the community, I think. And they have their sponsors and stuff. Of course, there is a commercial part of the yeah, Mozilla group. Yeah. But the development is being driven by the foundation or something like that. I'm not sure. But uh, you know what the problem is with the Red Hat and stuff? Like, because, they, again, this is not the white, uh, this is not the white and uh, black, right? I mean, it's still between. But Reddit is now on a different side, but by by they, their decision, and they're like pointing to the companies, uh, but the Reddit did the same in, in, in the beginning, right? This is a company that took the open source and made the business out of it. Now the question is, what is the way of making this business because Red Hat probably did it different way. They took to the open source, they offered the paid support. They are not. They were not like uh, selling the open source software. They were selling the support and, and knowledge and, and everything like that, right? And I think even in these days, the Red Hat is, is saying that, yeah, by the by the uh, um, signing the contract with us, you are getting more. At first stage, I mean, first point is getting the best support you can get around the clock with the best engineers, blah, 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 security is being blah, 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 right? And I think the, probably the Oracle is not doing it. So I think I, 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 I'm closely, I'm by, you know, it depends on what, I, what article I'm reading, but, but at least the uh, last few days I'm on the Reddit side somehow. I don't know how this happened, <laughs> but I am. Really, I, I think I understand them, right? I mean, there are companies, major companies, that they're just doing nothing, just, I don't know how, what's the correct word, but I mean, they're just, they're just not contributing at all, stealing. pretty much. I don't want to use stealing, but this is not steal, this is still business, but, the, but the, the, it's the business doing bad way, right? I would, I would think like something like this. Yeah. I, I have a question for you, Valentin. You said that it's a company and needs to make money. Did you think, do you think that before that this decision, they didn't make money? Or is it more that they want more money, right? They always, they always made money, right? And this was never the issue that they never made money. But the problem when you're usually when you're a corporation is that you have shareholders and you if because you have shareholders you always need to 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 make more money and if the money sources are not enough and your growth is not enough you have to cut where the problem is or try to close some of the uh, gates right in order to make more money this is a typical like a typical approach right and this discussion of the CentOS, it was always a problem in Red Hat. It was always because they they always had the fight internally with the legal team because they and sales because they never agreed and liked that they have CentOS and they offer CentOS for free, 
and on the other side you have the red hat which you needed the subscription for and everything yeah so but this so so as i said i still believe even if you like it or not companies need to make money because if it's not making money it's not it's not feasible it's not viable right this is one of the bigger problem which you have now with these startups and all these u.s companies right you are right i'm not saying that companies shouldn't make money right the the difference here i think is uh, that they were ma- they were making money right because i, I feel that they tra- transitioned as uh, as uh, dushan said they were f- first they were selling support right and I, and i feel that that somehow slowly started to move towards okay we are selling software right uh, you are you are you you can you can get uh, Ansible to a tower you can get uh, uh, I, I forgot how their um, satellite uh, satellite what whatever there, there there are multiple Open tools shift, like that yeah. right OpenShift yeah, that that's the one I was thinking about you can have the free version right but the real good version right yeah that's yes. that's not that. Yes, that's not something that you will get for free, and it's open source, and you can you can yes. install it on your home computer, right? So they are slow, slowly moving t- towards the point that okay, we are selling uh, software, right? Yes, and uh, I I'm okay with it. I, I I know it's their prerogative to do that, right? It makes sense. They they are a company that they uh, they have a they they essentially have. Uh, by law, right? They they need to they, they need to grow and, and and pay money to the to the investors and stuff like that, right? So so I understand yes. that, but it still yeah creaks me the wrong yeah. way, right? Because the, they were the good guys and they are changing to the yeah they are not one of us, right? They are they are the they are the the, the faceless company that needs to make money, even though right the the idea I the ideology of uh, of the open source, I, I feel was damaged by this step. Do you agree there? No. <laughs> no? I'm going to, to tell you what the real problem is, in my opinion. Okay. okay. The problem is the mixing of the open source projects. Because you, you have these huge companies which call themselves open source, right? Which they say, we don't sell software, we sell support, right? And then they end up selling software also. And support, of course. And the problem is that most of these huge projects are composed of thousands of libraries, which are open source, which are built yes. by Valley or Joiner or Dushan or Joe, right? These small, these small developers, this one guy, man show or two or let's say ten of them, and they don't have a company, they don't have a business or whatever. They build it because they like it or they needed it, and this gains huge popularity and it ends up used by all these huge companies they don't give pretty much anything back they end up incorporating this software in all their products or most of the ones which make money and yeah then they say okay this is our product we sell it and but wait 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 wasn't this using also this 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 yeah sure but it's okay it's under the, the light the right licenses I don't know, PSD license or GPL or AGPL or LGPL or whatever license, right? And it's okay, we're covered, right? It's, it's totally fine. I think that's the problem because because you 
because you give the impression to people that ah we are open source we take all these products and we still have an open source product for you free to use but now it's not like this because wait maybe you can use it but if you don't have a subscription it's useless right <laughs> it's it's it, it's useless you you can't really have it and centos is like exactly like the same and now they also had this scandal with 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 Fedora and stuff, right? And also the, Facebook is another example. Google is a, so all of these huge companies, because they pretty much in like swallow up all this, all this open source work, and they end up incorporating it into their own. They end up making a ton of money with their products and with their support and whatever, right? Using a lot of open source software, which never gets anything back. Yeah, and this is why there was so much drama. If you guys can remember, like one month ago or two months, three months, from developers like some Node.js libraries, uh, I'm going to make this not work because I can't live anymore and I don't have the money and I have kids and family and nobody's supporting me with anything and I can't just do it anymore. And like you also had the the, the drama with NTP, right? Like you also had the drama with the OpenSSL or with LibreSSL. So there's, you find that, ah, oh, wait, ah, oh, there, there's only one guy behind uh, like OpenSSL. Oh, I never know it. But, uh, you know, I ha we have been using it in our certification uh, software for the last 100 years and it worked. We made like billions of dollars. But, yeah, we, we never knew that there was only one guy. Yeah, I think that's the real problem, right? So, yeah, companies will, will always chase profit. This is normal. And most of the companies don't have any kind of, uh, let's say, uh, conscience and respect for the amount of money which they should make and the amount of profit which they should give back yeah capital this is it yes Holy. yes 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 and but, this is turning more and more yes but but the red hat was one of the good guys in in the past right it's 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 for it's for for many years it's no longer the the the, the the feeling of the community i i feel right yeah I, I call them for how many years i call them real hitler right <laughs> so, since we were working in uh in in drive together so it's it's changing right and yeah. and i think uh what's what's interesting to me is right that they uh, as, as you said they they give back a lot of, of code to open source right um but I wonder if if this is uh, a good step for the future because right now, right, the the the, the near term goal is quite clear. It's it's a good step towards uh, getting more money, essentially, right. But uh, in the long term, I feel that, for example, I know a lot of people, right, uh, in that went to Red Hat because of that ideology, right. That they were good people, right? That were that, that went there because they were saying, "Okay, I, I believe in in Red Hat, right? I think uh, I believe in open source." I and, and there are a lot of people like that there, right? And and don't, I, I I I probably guess they don't they they hate it when they were bought out by IBM, right? And I think this is just another another thing where where I think they will I think they will lose some people over that, right? Maybe not in the short term, but uh, in the long term, yeah, maybe. That's 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 definitely possible. Uh... I'm I'm going to tell you something now, yeah. which probably will bring me some hate, but 
after healing again so yeah like always right i always yeah, come like, the like last comment. time since you were here that all the all the listeners were like oh my god fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> pitchforks fire yeah, everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the problem is that <clears throat> i heard a lot of developers open source developers and i listened to a lot of podcasts and to be honest i believe open source at least on the long run and medium long on, on the medium so medium run and long run it's a mistake okay it's a mistake because people most yes, of you them, are right there is a hate <laughs> <laughs> from Dushan right now like <laughs> 3000 when when they start using open source so we're not talking about developing open source we're talking about just consuming open source they have like an inherent understanding or need or want that this stuff should be rock, uh, working forever. It should be supported forever. It should be free forever and this kind of stuff, right? And I think open source, to be honest, even if you start an open source project, if you have in the back of your mind any kind of idea of making money with that stuff, it should never be open source. And I see time and time, like case by case, like like a lot of open source projects start open source, but they always want to make money. Yeah, for I, I, yeah, go Joiner. Then uh, I, I, I have, uh, <laughs> I, I will pile up on you, Dushan. I'm sorry. I, I, I think uh, this is correct, but I think that there is also a way for open source to stay open source and to still be good. And I think that the, the answer to that is not the GPL license. It's not the MIT license. It's it's the it's the licenses that that we essentially uh, that the community hates, right? It's it's uh, it's like for example, Redis went through the license change where it could no longer be used in AWS, for example, or or other cloud providers that they felt were not giving back, right? And and that might be some way of of keeping the software open source keeping the companies happy that they can make money on that right and and but and still having some some sort of in in the license right you can use it at home right if you if you want to use it in exactly. your home projects we, where we don't get uh, any money from you either way right yeah go ahead use it learn it then you can perhaps when you like it you can bring it into the company and then that company can pay for it right where it where it is making money so yeah. maybe there is some way there right to to, to uh, still yeah i am i'm definitely on the same track here because i think it's not the the question whether the code is open or not i think it's the matter about the usage because imagine what's the opposite of not open source i mean it's a closed source then you're having the project you have no idea what's going uh under the hood right and uh i I think it's just better to have it open. The problem is that there is a misusage of the open license, somehow license open source code. Even in these days, right? I mean, this is a problem, John mentioned GPL, right? And we have a GPL. The GPL in this, um, uh, in the stages when, when it's relevant to us is telling us that yeah, any code which is used to, to develop another code which was licensed with the GPL has to be redistributed back and it has to be public, right? That's, that's nothing bad on it. 
but it's not commercial license. It's not the license that was actually meant to, okay, let's do business on it, right? This is purely develop uh, educational license. To me, it sounds like educational, definitely, or, or, or something like that. And I'm totally, that's, that's something I, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Right? Okay, if you, do, if you do use this code or product based on this code commercially, like give us five cents back. That's totally fine with it. I, I mean, I mean that's totally okay. I mean, if if you if there is a free water somewhere, just drink it. But if you're like uh, pack it and selling that, no, 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 just okay. Give us something. It's totally okay with it, right? So I mean, the open source. I mean, it's not the problem with the source whether the source is open or not. It's the problem of misuses or licenses, and it's a problem that there is not balance in the in the market. There is no rules, which despite the fact that they are written they're not being followed by everyone correctly, right? Even in in this uh, this in drama, right? There is this FOSS, which is a open source foundation, whatever, which take care of this. They think that they will view the Red Hat, right? I mean, why they're thinking that they should be immediately sue if they think that there is the GPL is being uh, misused or you know there is a problem with the GPL usage right so there are the companies that tries to follow the rules there are two companies that are trying to watch whether the whole environment is okay but they're just not act like that and this is the map problem so open source is fine so I more agree here with the joiner than you Ali because the I mean I found the open source as the best possible I mean if I would be I would be a ruler here in this world any code would be open source any it just makes you know that's that's just uh somehow makes the things better in how to educate how to how to uh audit the code right this is a major problem of course we are not living in the, in the best world so there will be someone who will steal and try to you know and that's the problem, right? So, of course, this is a patch. That's something like a patch. Yeah, make the code closed-sourced, right? And this will be more painful for someone to get the code. But yeah, it's the same that you will rob into the offices and get the code from the from the Git or whatever, right? It's, which is internal. Right? It's something, something. Uh, there is a similarity, right? It's just breaking the rules somehow. Uh, what the, well, yeah, so that's 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 it. Yeah, I was just thinking I mean, whether the, whether I would be very curious. That's why I ask you, Wally, about it. Right? What's the what's the uh, opinion of the major companies, right, which are using what what will be their uh, uh, next step in this in this area? So, I, of course, I don't know. Let's say what kind of let's say opinions is are at the management level because that's the level which actually decides right yeah. what kind of let's say so of course they get the feedback and information from the lower levels like of course the technical experts and all this architects the, probably yeah but but at the end in the end like they decide okay we go to this to this to this or to this to yeah. be honest i believe to get rid of some of this drama and a lot of confusion and to also change a bit the way people are using software in general and 
to have the expectations clear and the rules also be enabled to be enforced somehow, right? To be able to enforce some sort of rules of guidelines. I believe actually the software could be closed source and then you could give the open source, the code actually, to the people which really need it in order to audit, security audit, uh, perform what kind of testing on it and that's totally fine. You could have NDAs, you could have some sort of agreements in place and it's totally fine. But, but then you to, don't know if the yeah. code you're auditing is the same code which is running True. in your CPU, right? But let me give you the shocker now. Most yeah. of the users don't care. They don't care what kind of software they have behind. So they don't care what is it open source, not open source. They don't care. If they can get it, they can use it, they can run it. They don't care. Yeah, but okay. they do care. Second, after there is a problem with the code. You remember OpenSSL, right? Anybody was using OpenSSL. And yeah. 20 years, for 20 years, it was like, yeah, this is a standard. There is nothing wrong with it. And then there was a problem. And each company, like everybody yeah. was like, man, what are we going to do? We are compromised, right? So there was an audit, there was a blah, blah, blah. And you know, this Debian, uh, Debian got these reproducible builds. That is so cool. I mean, they get, you know it, what is it, right? I mean, they have the, they have a code, but they have, they have uh, packages. And then they are like reproduce the, reproduce the build from the code. And they're matching, matching whether the repo package is the same and which is reproducible build. Right? And even they realized in the beginning, it was a slow percentage, like slow, like low digits. They're, they're, they, were, they were, of course, increasing towards, uh, through the time. So now they're like, I don't know where, quite the high, nearly 100%. But they were thinking, yeah, if we need to be, if we want to be like uh, trusted, we need to build this like trust source. And this is part of it is the reproducible build. But yeah, I mean, that's maybe possible too. Like like keep the source code until uh, keep the keep the code closed until it is required to open it. Yeah, by law, or whatever, right? But in the yeah, the, so most of the sure. users are will they will not care. This is my honest yeah. opinion. Yeah. And for the companies, it would actually be easier and better to not have a. Uh, not have the open source code because so from the point of view of like they don't go to some websites to github whatever and they pull some software and that's it no i'm i can with 90 percent let's say confidence tell you that they would prefer to have a contract behind it to yeah. work with some with some company to pay them some money to know what they pay for instead of having some open source product and uh, yeah they're not sure well, is it going to be okay is it going to like this dependency hell and this library hell and this open source hell at some point where you end up, you're not sure what kind of licenses are are breached because you're not sure if you really check them, all of them, if they're still the same license, if they're okay. So it's, it's tricky to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure at least for companies, they would prefer like 90% of the time to work with uh, with companies behind it to have the the let's say the support behind it or at least have an agreement that okay they paid for this this is they are able to use it and so on and so on yeah. 
you are saying that, right? But they have option of doing that. They can they can use Windows servers. They can use uh, everything closed source, right? But they don't want to do that. They want to run Red Hat. They want to run Kubernetes. They want to run the open source software. That's that, that's uh, yeah, that's being being made for the servers, right? And essentially, so I I, I know, for example, for that that yeah. Of course, right? If you uh, each time you go to to GitHub and you add another library, right? You you hate it. You are like, okay, who is doing this library? How many people are taking care of it? When will it die? When will how will I move to something different, right? This this is all really complicated. But the the option is not there. That okay, I will go to a third party company, right? Pay them some money so they uh, so they sell me some product or, or or make a product for me because a lot of open source uh, like what's the what's the what what can I use if it's not open SSL? Which company can I pay to get the the feature set that I get get with open SSL? Right? Which company can I pay to get feature set of Kubernetes? Right? You you can't right? You you are you are. You At least not right now, right? You, you can't right now, let's say, or not easily because it was, let's say, developed this way, okay? The market yeah. went this way. It, yes. There was some sort of, let's say, trend at some point in time where they say, okay, open source is the way because this is what the people want or whatever. But I believe now, I guess, more and more companies and people are realizing that this is maybe not the way to go. They see a, also a large number of projects closing up the open source stuff and switching from the open source and also people regretting, so like developers, right? Regretting that they did this stuff open source. They should charge, like Dushan said, like one cent or five cents, right? For it and they would be okay. But it's really hard to switch from an open source and free product to something getting paid. Open source doesn't mean it's free. It's yeah. So so I said open source and free. Uh, okay. Okay. So it's really hard to switch from an open source and free product to open source and paid product. Okay. It's almost impossible. So you either create version two, whatever, and then you say, okay, guys, this is paid from this version two. You have to pay your game over. Okay. You can't use it. Because that's the comp- that's what they want, right? They they want to suck you in into the free product, right? And they want yeah. to switch. Yeah. And you can't have it both ways. You can you can have it like, okay, get this. This is open source. This is free, and we get a lot of exposure through that. Everyone everyone is using it because it is free and it is open source, right? Do something. Do those things. You already got the the exposure from that. You already got a million users from that. And you can, after that, just say, okay, now it's paid and now it's closed source, right? E- even if, you, for example, you, you start developing version two, now they are going, going to fork you, they will, they, will, uh, they will continue with the open source product, right? But, but my argument here stands that uh, if, you, if you would have started with a closed source uh, product with, uh, which is not free, you wouldn't get the traction that you would get from open source, right? And you can have it. You cannot have it both ways, and and that's that's partly the problem of open source, right? True. Then maybe start with. I believe this is another problem. Let's say and another shocker. Maybe start doing products which people really need or care, and not just some bullshit. 
applications or some bullshit projects which are somehow fairy tales and you get a lot of money from venture capital uh, and always have a loss at the end of the year and you never make money like twitter right so <laughs> so start with start with the good one. product start with the tool which is actually needed which is solving a problem right and if it's really going to solve a problem then you will have a market niche and you will have a profit coming at the end of the year at second or third if you don't have profit at the end of the year second or third then close the company or close the project and start something else instead of doing all these bullshit projects in and unicorn startups a billion uh, dollars uh, like uh, like like with these huge evaluations and in the end they're, they're useless most of them are useless okay nobody really needs twitter nobody really needs uh, uh, i don't know instagram those are just like like drugs or some candy to to, to some extent right they create some addiction yeah, they create i mean some... this is this is the this is about the definition of the word need Right? Yeah, I mean, sure. So, but yeah, yeah. It's but just the ice have... hockey. I mean, this is just the ice hockey, right? I mean, yes. nobody really needs the ice hockey, but yeah, still, so... three hundred million people you <laughs> watch it and play it and whatever, right? But yeah, this but... who can uh, this who can release like 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 you say, uh, catching them with the open source and free product. This is quite common. I think it's all over the place, but I don't believe this is the right way to go. Yeah, this is just my feeling. Yeah. Yeah. There are also some things that for example have uh, have a large value if they are open source. For example, let's talk about Bitwarden, right? It's open source. It's it's one of the things that when I look at uh, password manager, right? I'm I'm way way less um uh, moved to choose something that's not open source, right? Mm. And yeah, security security specialist your I mean by grouping right to the security, you think about okay, open open sourced it means yeah, it might be audited better, it might be like going public with the code might be still get some benefit, especially in the security. And and, and I'm not locked in, right? Because yeah. that at the end, right? If if I for example uh, I I trusted LastPass, right? I never never used that, right? But I but I didn't have the the feeling okay, there were there were shitty they had shitty security, right? And didn't didn't. Uh, rotate the keys and stuff like that, right? That's not 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 why I didn't cho- choose them, right? I didn't choose them because they were not open source, and and I didn't choose them because, okay, now you can you can export uh, your passwords from LastPass and and import them to a to a third party tool, right? To something completely different, right? But will it stay like that? Or will they yeah. will they be like okay so in this this one version it will it will quietly break and this new version they will change the format and this and this and this and then I will end up in a position where I want to change the the password manager because they they got too expensive I don't like the application whatever and I cannot right and and I yeah. feel that that with Bitwarden essentially especially since they have. Uh, they have multiple working implementations, right? This won't happen. And and the same same thing is, for example, with uh, with Obsidian, right? It's I'm I'm not using it because it's open source because it's not. It's closed source, right? But the the data that I have there is open. I can I can leave any day, right? I it, I'm not being locked in, and that's that's also a part with in open source that that's valuable, right? 
and that yeah, yeah, for example is, could stay a... there and you could change the you can you could change the the license the licensing terms and you would still get that that benefit from open source that you are, you are not that locked in that's that's funny funny actually i'm, I'm by 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 uh, listening to you i'm thinking myself whether i have ever heard about like something like okay is this product or solution open source you know when there is a meeting or architects or whatever you're thinking about okay what we have a problem and we need to find a solution a solution would be a, a software or product yes yes and i, I i'm i'm thinking I, I never heard about it like is this open source make it sense no like Vali said, like no, I can. We have. You, you, you are right. That that's that's not in the discussion. Yeah, I I haven't no, heard it no, either. Never, yeah. never, never. I mean, I mean, but the, there is discussion about locking, right? At least in, in in our company, there is a lot of discussion about locking. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I, this is this is the hidden agenda, right? Pretty much. I mean, this this is like uh, the open source. Yes, no, might be a part of it, right? I, how easy how easy would be to shift over to something like that i mean is this is this the api is this open because there is a lot of product with the, which which api is hidden or not uh, fully exposed for example right so i'm wondering right like yes open source might be definitely uh, an advantage on some on some areas right I don't think it's a disadvantage at all. Maybe, maybe, for company, maybe. yes. For for companies, yes. I mean, because they're losing something if there is someone steal from them. But I mean, this is not the problem. They have open source. The problem is that some different company doing nasty stuff. <laughs> Outside, I was like, I actually oh, believe speak. it's a disadvantage for the people. Yeah, for the especially for the people. That's the problem. Because as a company, maybe you can survive, right? If yeah. they steal some part of the code, you can sue them maybe, or you can, let's say, afford to somehow rec recover from that. But oh. as a one-man show, you really don't have a chance. If they steal yeah, yeah. your code and use it in one million products and they make a ton of money, you will never be able to sue them, right? You can't do anything. 99% of the people don't sue these companies because they know they don't have the money for it and they yeah. don't have the chance and even if you sue them they have such an army of lawyers they will keep you forever in 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 court and you will never get anything from it right this so, this, this 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 is like a good script for a movie actually could be yeah could be yeah yeah, yeah. the single single developer sues the like Put whatever big company. Or Oracle. Let, let's say let's say the, 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 the company that has the most lawyers, right? Let's say Oracle. Yes. It's just pretty much lawyers and two maintainers. <laughs> two developers, right? And, and, yeah, yeah. and, and one thousand okay, lawyers. Well yeah. I would like to open another topic which is super fresh. This is this will be something new for our podcast because uh okay. we're like Pretty much the last who informs about something that goes on in IT, but this time maybe we will be the in a in, in early stage of the like. Have you heard about threats by Meta? Uh, yes, 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 yes. yes. I heard see? about this Twitter yeah, clone. So, so because you've mentioned you already that, have it yeah. installed, right? Because I, I think it comes out today or tomorrow. I'm not not sure. I, I'm not I sure, but I think I think okay. Let's what's threats, right? For listeners, okay. The the, the meta company 
you know, the company that... Uh, Facebook. Oh, it's Facebook. Yeah, they Facebook. might change the name, but their practice and what they do stays the same, right? It's still yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. They are it's, still... It's the Facebook and Instagram and all of this, right? And they have announced, actually, their CEO, the Mark, uh, yeah, with the sugar stuff. So the he, Mark. Yeah, yeah. The Mark uh, announced that they, they, they are going to launch the, the, threads comp uh, the Threads application, which is the Twitter killer. So, 500 characters long uh, messages with the five minutes uh, long videos is, uh, I think, uh, is uh, right now the limits for the single uh, post. And what is the best, I think, is that you can log in there with the Instagram account. So pretty much all of the Instagram users are there. Yeah. You don't need to create anything, right? I mean, this is like what Google did uh, years ago with the YouTube yeah. Yeah. and Google Plus and everything like. So the Google Plus, the, the, the active users, like were, there were three. One, yes. one of them, I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. on the paper, there was like 2 billion users using the Google Plus because each each Google account, so Gmail pretty much account, was also the Google Plus a subscriber or a user or whatever, right? So yeah. uh, I think I think this might be this might be actually a Google, uh, the Twitter killer. To so, to 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 be honest, Google is the worst company when when it comes to keep projects alive. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a different they topic, kill, but like, you're totally right. You're like, totally right. <laughs> like YouTube and, and Gmail are the no YouTube, Google, and Gmail are the only ones which somehow survived over all these from years. 300, from yes. 300 from 300 products last three years, just three these three. <laughs> so I'm not even using Gmail anymore. So the only Google product which I use is YouTube, YouTube, and uh, maybe yeah, and Google yeah. So to to search, search something but other than this i moved uh, and i wouldn't wouldn't use any google product to be honest because i would be afraid of getting of, of having it killed like in one year or two years yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah. yeah. that's that's a good that's a good, good idea uh just let me let me put one more uh information about the threads up it's not gonna be available i think in europe for a while at least because the meta the facebook isn't uh, really sure they're not really sure about uh, how to do what to do with the gdpr and all the uh, all the personal stuff so they just said yeah we don't run it in europe for now that's a good choice because i think european union would go after them because Yes. I, I, I think they have a very very bad name in European Union. That that's one one part for a reason. Uh, for a reason. Uh, yeah. Say. <laughs> then uh, the 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 second point is that um, it wouldn't be the the, the first uh, litigation against uh, Meta or Facebook from from European Union. Yeah. So so it's a it's a known entity, and and I and I strongly feel that they they try to use their dominant position on the on the market that they have yeah. with Instagram to to go into a slightly different market to the short form with threads and basically uh, etch out a small company of only a few developers, Twitter, right? Yeah. So, 
But three <laughs> Twitter got like 380 uh, million users or something like that. Which um, I think will be a peanut for for the for the threads in a year, in my opinion. It, it, in, in Instagram is in Instagram is much much larger than Twitter. Yeah, Twitter yeah. is gets uh, gets uh, <laughs> a, a lot of uh, news because of that because a lot of people in news are on Twitter, right? And a lot of yeah. important and celebrities and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I I've heard that the threads at least on Join It uh, Discord there was some information that threads will be on ActivityPub. Is that at all true? It doesn't sound true. Idea, man. I, I doubt that. But it okay. was it was on our Discord, so it, it's pretty so, much one hundred fourteen percent true. So, so <laughs> no, but but we were talking about that. Even if it would be active pub, uh, activity pub, um, it would certainly be all locked off, right? Just as Truth Social and stuff like that. So it wouldn't be the part of the activity pub network. It would be yeah. um, in in its own separate uh, corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With a special special uh, condition you have to fulfill in order to get like two API calls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Valentin. But but you said something interesting. You don't use Google products, so you are you are you are like me, only uh, with, with a little bit more hair, right? Uh, I'm still using Gmail. I find it incredibly difficult to 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 leave because I have a thousand accounts and stuff like that. I try to um, have them forwarded, for example, to to my own uh, um, uh, to my own DNS, right? But I'm still on still on Gmail. The the mail still goes through them. Where I'll be able to to move completely. Yes, that's so... that's awesome. I also had like 10 domains used mm -hmm. on the Gmail one. So I had mm -hmm. the, the business account. So I was paying per user, per license. <clears throat> so I had like two users or three users. And yeah, um, it's not making sense, okay? Outlook, so Office, yeah, is much more, uh, much more flexible when it comes to the licensing. It's You have access to much more products when you want to use it you can use much more services and they're much more easier to use than Google. Google is such a shitty implementation when it comes to using the accounts. You can't even use the business account for YouTube. So I had to create a, uh, like a personal account just to use YouTube. When I already had the Google account, which was of course for business, right? Which is not making sense because wait, you, you, let me use the the business account for pretty much everything else, but you're not going to leave me to let me use it for YouTube, okay? And you're going to force me to create another account and just switch profiles all day long in the browser and in the phone and no, just no, okay? It's just stupid. It's not making sense and it's just crappy. Yeah. But you had your own uh, DNS, right? So it wasn't so difficult to to move. And where did you move? I moved to Office, to Microsoft. Okay. That's the best which you can have for now, in my opinion. The, let's say you can even have the license much cheaper than, than on Google. And yeah, to be honest, I realized that having too many emails, it's also not making sense, okay? So I had some emails which were used in some systems or, or some accounts in the past, and I can't delete them, let's say. 
but I created just as as an alias, and they were of course also working, yeah, but they were not the primary email, okay? So the primary email was always used as the real account, and that's it, yeah. So this is how I ended up transitioning and moving. Uh, it took some time to migrate, but Microsoft uses a you have a tool in there and you can just connect the account and that's it. So it will transfer the emails for you, which is nice. But of course, Google will will screw with you when you want to export the data, all the data which you have in your Google account, like the bookmarks, like the uh, photos. The photos are a pain in the ass. Yeah, the, those are the worst because you have these Google photos and if you used it for backup, right, or, like on the phone, oh, you're going to I, hate I yourself. dodged that bullet, yeah. That's perfect because that's the most painful part there. Yeah, because Google makes it a pain because they want you to stay on their platform and they don't want you to leave, yeah. That's it. But, but if they would be open source, you know, they could be an export tool. No, no, no. Because open source, like Dushan said, it's also... So, of course, you can have open source the right way done and you can have open source the shitty way done, right? So you can have it open source, but really not a portable data format or not a portable way of moving to something else. Yeah? So they could really screw with you in a thousand ways. And people are not always creating, let's say, migration tools or whatever for every piece of service or tool, right? They really have to have a need or want to, to, to do it, right? And yeah, if the company will screw with you with a shitty format or whatever, or not an API, even if it's open source, then you're going to be pretty much in a bad spot, yeah? So well, let me, let me yeah. tell you about the Google takeout. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, so I did. Doesn't work for you? In my case, I had photos, like 200 gigs of photos. They limit okay. the, 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 they split the number of files. The maximum file size was like 10 gig or something like this. Yeah, the session expires. If you start one download, you can start the maximum of two. Yeah. And uh, depending okay. on this, it will take forever. Yeah. So, so don't, so I did it. I had a lot of hours spent in order to move, but I did it, and I will never go back to Google. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yeah, um, the, once once we can make a we once we we can make a, a, a solid solid uh, episode of our podcast just just uh, fighting about it, right? Because I'm the Google user for sure, and I. I would like strongly disagree with your uh, Microsoft statements, <laughs> at least at some parts. But and I'm an Apple that... user, right? I I, I have uh, I have photos on iCloud, so yeah, it's it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, I also have crazy. the same. So I have the, the photos on on the iCloud, and I also have them on the OneDrive. So now they are in two locations to some extent. But I yeah. think let's wrap it up for today because yes. Wally got to got to leave. Uh, thank you very much, Wally, for today's uh, appearance. It was so cool. We got you back nice. again. Again, it seems that it will be soon. Uh, you will be soon with us. So thank you, Wally. Thank thank you, Joiner, as well. I'm uh, drunk as or Dushan or whatever you think uh, I might be. You can find us or join it join it both those online. <laughs> Join it online uh, and on our Discord. Pre ľudí, ktorí nás počúvajú aj v jazyku, ktorý nebol týmto dominantný, tak toto bola anglická časť s našim kamošom Valentínom. Bol tu Joiner, ja som Dušan alebo Drankes na 
Discord, nás nájdete všetkých pokope. Čaute. See you then, Bali. Thank you. See you guys. Bye. 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 It was nice talking with you. Bye-bye.